You have broken every chain. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. By your resurrection power. Brade Bobos Pragamale Dosele Moriala Caranda Carabroca Bradadua. Brele de Vosepe Camele do Vosibrina Moroda. You have broken everything. We bless you, Lord. We worship you, our God and King. We thank you, Father, for your grace upon our lives. This week, we have learned a lot from you. We learned about the kingdom, the principles of the kingdom, the power available in the kingdom, and how to access the privileges of the kingdom. Lord, we looked at the lives of your saints past and how they operated in the power of the kingdom. Focusing on women, Lord, and yet men were blessed. We give you the praise and honor and glory for the gifts that you have distributed since Monday. Thank you for the day you came in to impart, which was on Wednesday. We thank you for the visitation of angels that we enjoyed from Monday till this very hour. We bless your name for the fulfillment of what you have promised. For every convention is different to the previous. And we see and we experience glory in an increasing measure. We glorify your holy name for those who have been healed this week. We thank you for those who have been delivered this week. We thank you for chains that have been broken this week. We thank you for life that have been restored this week. We thank you for direction you have given this week. Lord, we thank you for your outstretch of arm upon this convention this week. We give you the glory and honor and praise. Is it when you came in the midst of us and you walked through among us? Is it when the Holy Spirit came like a mighty dove and descended and became like a man and began to impart into everyone that was in the meeting? Father, our mouth is full of thanksgiving. If we have 10,000 tongues, they're not enough to praise your name, Holy One. We thank you for the revelation of the future you have given us this week. We thank you for the prophetic insights that you have given to us. And the strength that we have received from you to carry on into the years ahead. We bless you, Lord God. We exalt your holy name, Lord God. For every news that has been spoken to us that is contrary to God's word or will have been neutralized. Those who have had reports from medical doctors concerning a condition that they diagnose. Thank you because from this moment the condition is no more. Thank you for your healing stream that have been flowing from Monday. Lord, even till now, a mighty water, a mighty ocean, rivers of your spirit. I say that according to your eternal order and your order for this moment he makes all things new in his time and when god created each thing he saw that it was good i thank you that your eye sees us today and i thank you because everything that is contrary to what your eyes see is taken away from our bodies from our lives and you make everything good today People being restored back to their perfection, being restored back to their originality. Father, we give you the praise and honor and glory. We magnify your holy name, for you are the same Christ yesterday, today, and forever. 
You are eternally praised, O God. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are worshipped. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Hold your hands together for the living God. Hallelujah forevermore. You know, before I call him Pastor, Pastor, uh, for me, can I say something to you? From August, Holy Ghost Convention, there was a shift. I told you. And then God began to reveal things to come. For the month of September, and God gave us understanding to October next year for Britain. And God spoke about things to come in our nation, in Nigeria, in Sierra Leone. We were able to read those ones. And God began to speak to us about ourselves. And amazingly, the things that God said immediately started happening. What God said would happen in September happened to our Prime Minister. Exactly as God said, as soon as she's planted, she's uprooted. As she was planted, she's no more. She's been uprooted. But let me tell you this. This week has been a different dispensation of angels. We are in the era of angels in Christ with Tabernacle. As from Monday, we have been receiving angelic visitation in this place. And some other people too have been encountering them in their homes, in their dreams. And the Holy Spirit came on Wednesday and impacted. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome. And I want to say this, I'm saying this because I want you in this meeting, if you are coming in for the first time in this convention, to open your spirits completely to God. Be willing to hear. Be hungry for what God will give you today. The Bible says on the last day of the feast, wine was made available abundantly. This is the last day of the feast. And I want you to open your heart to God. You know, if because, you know, your work did not permit you for the week, don't worry. Go and listen to the tapes. That is what God will expect of you. If you can go to commit yourself to listen for each day, you can still get the manifestation. But you need to recognize the construct of mindset that God expects from you today is to open up your mind. As much as your pocket is, you will receive from God. The Lord our God is here. His presence is all over this building. And if you have had the news from the doctor, and that news is not the good news, that news has been revoked. Your organ is restored. Your body is restored. The cells of your body are restored by the one who created them. It's not that the doctor lied, but the doctor saw, said what he saw. But behold, now you shall go back and the doctor will see a new thing. And it shall be a thing contrary to what he saw. The very mouth of the Lord has spoken it. And so it is for you. Please welcome someone beside you in the name of the Lord. The women greet them. Happy anniversary to the women. Women were greeting me. Happy anniversary today. And I said... said I'm not a woman. Why are you greeting me? Happy anniversary. Alright. Be seated, church. Come over. Let's listen to what God has spoken to our sister. I have a prophecy. Bless the name of the Lord. You say in your heart, it has always been so. But here is the word of the Lord. What people did in the past 
and they got away with because of my mercy. You cannot do now because the days are short and my time is near. Can you not see? Can you not see? Can you not see? Says the Lord. Thank you. Amen. Let me say this. You didn't put your hands together for the Lord? Let me tell you this. How many of you have read the scripture for today? If you have read it. Did you not see that it's talking about Russia? Exact. If you read the Habakkuk, it's Russia. Go and read the Habakkuk. And you will see Russia and the, the beginning of Russia, the current Russia is doing, and the end of this matter of Russia. It's in that Habakkuk you read today. The Lord called my attention to it, and I say I will, I will just say that to you so that you can go and read it with understanding. Put your hands together for the choir. What a beautiful choir. Fantastic doves they are. Do they not look beautiful? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know the women the women today when I was came in I was looking at them. I said, Are these my women? They all changed. I said, I wish you do look like this every Sunday for us. I just so that our eyes can be seen all manners of, uh, I don't know what to call this thing, fascinator. Is it fascinator you call it? Or fascinator? My, oh my. See, when women are having their wedding, you will see all their faces with flint, and they will paint and do the face and stuff like that. I always say to them, just appear like this to your husband every day. You won't have any problem. But you see, they will not. After they married, next Sunday they come to church, they go back to God help us. <laughs> Amen. You are very welcome. Shall we just welcome Pastor Fumi to the podium, please? Pastor Fumi, please. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm really excited. Um, the praise this morning, all of us have participated in it. And our worship, our praise has risen to heaven this morning. And I want us to recognize that, as our dad has said, angels have saturated this place. But someone may be here for the first time and wondering what is it we're doing and why are these women wearing white or cream or whatever it is you're wearing. Um, we want to ensure that we are all aware of why we are celebrating today. This is our 29th anniversary. This is the 29th anniversary of the Women of Royal Destiny. The Lord gave the inspiration to our mom here, and we'll hear a little bit more about that. I want us to, you know, Apostle said something about two days ago, when someone asked, how can I connect with heaven? How come you hear God? And so on. And he said, when you come into the meeting, if your heart is fully focused on heaven and you are fully attentive and listening to every word that comes forth you connect and you connect easily and you begin to hear so this morning don't 
consider whether it is one part of the program that's reading a brief or the other part that is the message or the other part is probably a special number that the choir will render. Whatever it is we're doing today, I want to encourage you to fully connect and be fully focused listening and taking in whatever it is that's happening. I don't know when God will speak to you or speak to me, but I want to make sure that I don't miss it. And so this morning, just for the benefit of those who may not know, or even those who have heard it before, we want to make sure that we all understand why we're gathering here today. And annually, we will read the brief of the women of royal destiny. This tells you how it came about, why it came about, what our purpose is, and how you can plug into it as a woman in Christ's faith tabernacle. This is the group of all of the women in Christ's faith tabernacle. I therefore uh, like to invite uh, uh, very... Uh, quickly, um, I'm probably privileged to invite to read the brief of the women of royal destiny, a lovely pastor, Pastor Elizabeth Omoroji. Welcome her with a round of applause, please. Up goes, up goes, up goes. God bless you. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. I shouldn't have to do a song and dance. It's exciting to be in the presence of the Most High God this morning. And I should first of all start by saying happy anniversary to our Women of Royal Destiny, a.k.a. also known as Women in the... Hallelujah. So today I'm going to take us through a journey, some of the things I'm going to be covering, talking about our logo, our vision, our aim, our values, our purpose, the scripture which propels us to achieve our purpose, and then I'll take us through a short brief of the Women of World Destiny in our journey to date. So starting with our logo, I don't know if we have a picture of that that we can present to the board. Our logo is a crown to rule and a scepter to govern. And if you've seen it, it is a very regal crown with a scepter running through the middle. (laughs) Reverend Omer is saying designed by Pastor Elizabeth. Yes, I didn't want to say that, but yes. I remember when I was about 13. 13. So for those of you that don't know, I'm, I'm... quite the artist come come at me after the service i might have some pieces for sale <laughs> um the the logo is not there but we all kind of know what it looks like and the women of royal destiny stands for integrity excellence and royalty and those of us that have our gloves you know let's master our royal wave can i see your royal wave this is mine i learned it from the late queen of england because i think doing this gets your hand tired but yeah so our vision is to raise godly women who will impact their communities through various community engagements and training and with a view to maintaining integrity christian values and excellence our aim is to build women of integrity excellence and royalty across the nations Our motto includes trained for royalty, and our trajectory is to transform nations one woman at a time through train a woman, train a family, build a woman, build a home, transform a woman, transform a nation. 
The purpose of the women of Royal Destiny is to equip women to attain maturity in God. And one of our underpinning scriptures comes from the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, verses 13 to 14, which reads, Anyone who lives on milk, still being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. I'd also like to make a reference to the book of Proverbs, Chapter 21, verse 21, which reads, He who pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. So I mentioned earlier that we have a scripture that propels us to achieving this purpose, and that comes from the book of 1 Peter, chapter 2, verse 9, and it reads, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. So as you're all aware, unless you've recently joined us, the Women of World Destiny is a women's group in Christ Faith Tabernacle. This group was birthed on the 7th of October 1993 after the revelation given by the Lord to our mum, Reverend Pratt Omavonwa Williams. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Apologies, I'm a bit of a Londoner. <laughs> but I'm turning into a, a, an Agbo woman, so I'm trying. <laughs> this group was. Sorry, Reverend Omavonwa about the great need to start a Christian women's group. So she had a, a pressing in her heart to start a Christian women's group. After the encounter, she was inspired from the book of 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 that I just read from. On the afternoon of the 17th of June, 1997, Reverend Omer Williams received from an, an inspiration from the Lord of the word royal, which was thereafter incorporated into the previous name of Women of Destiny. She said that the word royal was given as a reminder to bring us all to the full awareness of our royalty. Hence the motto, trained for royalty, and the name Women of Royal Destiny. As women of the word, we must see ourselves as people with high moral standards, in line with the word of God, and with qualities of nobility, as it is with earthly kings and queens, who are taught and groomed in the ways of nobility. Reverend Omer Williams, the president and founder of this group, is called by God to raise, teach, and equip women to effectively play their roles in their family and in the church of God, community, and in the world at large. She teaches women on the characters of godly women in the Bible and encourages them to emulate their good qualities. Reverend Omer's teachings are unique and down-to-earth. Her ingenious sargacity has become the centripetal of inner renewal and empowerment for all women. I didn't get the woo-woo. Thank you. She is the centrifugal juggernaut with impeccable jingoism, filling every lacuna and transforming every quagmire into paradise. 
I learn from the best, evidently. <laughs> she teaches with great passion and simplicity. She is known to reveal the truth in God's word so that people might find their identity in God. It is through understanding our identity in God that we can find true fulfillment in the world. The Women of Royal Destiny also covers a wide range of practical subjects on women-related issues. For example, personal hygiene, healthy living, home management, accountability, cookery, sewing, and deportment, and etiquette. Past themes of conventions we've had in recent times includes women with a goal, Woman, you are a merchant ship, and I, Deborah, arose. Woman, lay up your treasures in heaven. Women of integrity, rejoice, another Shiloh is here. Some of her most loved messages include, Woman, are you a pillar or a caterpillar? Are you a wall or a door? And for this year, 2020, or for last year, 22 years ago, sorry, because we're in 2022, beautified by his glory. Woman, what is your legacy? The portrait of an ambitious woman. Woman, leaving behind every pressure. And the theme for 2022, this year's convention? Women in the kingdom. The Lord impressed on the heart of Reverend Omar to continue the Women of World Destiny monthly meeting with a 25-minute aerobic session where women have the opportunity to get physically fit. And I encourage to diligently continue this at home. We've moved to Zoom, but I know that we will begin to kick this off in our next Zoom session. Amen. Over the years, and as the work has grown, the Lord has inspired Reverend Omar to set up a number of groups in the church under the banner of the Women of Royal Destiny to address functional areas in the church, some of which include the nursing mothers, expectant mothers, and mothers-in-waiting classes to support and teach women about practical issues pertaining to these areas, Anna's in the temple and Shiloh pillars. These are the women who devote themselves to coming to the sanctuary daily to seek the face of the Lord. And in their spare time, they intercede for the nations, the church and loved ones. They also study the word of God. The Dorcas group. This group undertakes the responsibility of visiting, praying with and supporting those in need or the vulnerable which include hospital visits, home visits of those who are ill, bereaved, visits to the elderly amongst us or the physically challenged. The Joannas, whose underpinning scriptures are taken from the book of Luke chapter 8 verse 3 and Luke chapter 24 verse 10. This group supports the work of ministry, which includes welcoming and serving our ministers and dignitaries They are part of a reception team who contribute to serving in the tabernacle. It is also a training ground for our young ladies ahead of marriage. The Susannas, 
This team works to prepare those getting married to ensure the smooth running of the wedding during the church service. They also support the couples with practical preparation tips in line with the scriptures. The jewels in the crown and the morning stars, whose key scripture is taken from the book of Zechariah chapter 9 verse 16. These are the young girls and boys aged between 4 to 16 who are trained to be responsible adults in society. They are captured young by being trained to play musical instruments and serve the Lord with their talents. The Mordecai's. This is a group of people who support the jewels in the crown and the morning stars to build and to be well established in society by building their skills in learning music and catching them young through these opportunities. The tabernacle women. This group take care of all hospitality requirements in the church. The Women of Royal Destiny coordinator is Pastor Nike Ein Lanwu who organizes and coordinates the affairs of the Women of Royal Destiny internationally. Let's give her a round of applause. And she diligently does this on behalf of Reverend Omar. Since the group commenced in 1993, the Lord has opened doors in various nations of the world. The Women of Royal Destiny has established three branches in Ireland, that is Ennis, Limerick, and Dublin, one in Berlin, Germany, and in Nigeria, we have branches in Lagos, Abuja, and Togo. We also have a branch in the Republic of Benin. In India, we have a branch in Chandigarh, and in the USA, we also have some branches, and within the UK, we have branches in London, Bristol, and Birmingham. Reverend Omer's messages have impacted numerous souls across the globe through her Bible school teaching, speaking at business and leadership conferences and marriage seminars. Her message is simple and her manner is forthright. We are known to be women of integrity, women with a goal and women with a royal destiny. Our responsibility is to stand for the truth our goal is to make heaven at all cost. Like Paul and many mighty men and women of God, we make ourselves slaves to everyone to win as many as possible to Christ. And we do this for the sake of the gospel, to wear a crown that will last forever. Thank you very much for listening to my brief this morning. If I could please introduce Apostle A.T.B. Williams. It has become like that. <laughs> Amen. You know, I congratulate all the women of Christ with Tabernacle Global. And I also want to say that before I bring in my wife to the podium... I want to say to every one of you that what you have just had as a report is not made up. It is the exact representation of what Reverend Omar is or Mama Omar. God sent me to, to be the founder of Christ Faith Tabernacle. And when the church started, 
we have all the organisms of the church like choir, ushers, the main, you know, organism, children's Sunday school and all that. But every other thing that came up in the structure of this church was given to her by divine revelation. And her collaboration with me, <clears throat> her collaboration with me, and her ingenious sagacity, and impeccable jingoism, will not only transform your quagmire into paradise, But I tell you something, it will fire you up to the higher realm. She is not just a speaker, she is an exemplary leader in our generation. She still has many more visions that she has discussed with me, which will be coming to light in Christ with Tabernacle Structure in the future. Shall we just rise up together with me and welcome to the podium the Assistant General Overseer of Christ with Tabernacle International Churches, Reverend Omar. Williams, Omavoma Williams. Praise the Lord this afternoon or morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All glory and all honor belongs to the Lord. Let's be seated, please. Can I first of all appreciate all my women that you all look so beautiful? You are all angels this morning. Thank you so much for all the support. And I also want to seize this opportunity to say a very, very big thank you to the choristers that are seated here now and also to all the instrumentalists. You are doing a great job. You will not come down. The way you have supported this week has been so, so amazing. I really want to say thank you to the armor bearers, to the protocols, technical groups. If they are not there, there is no way this crown can be shown. Can I also say that Pastor Elizabeth designed this crown for me at that young age. Oh, this is wonderful. Mothers in the kingdom, amen. And mothers in the kingdom indeed. Uh, if I have not mentioned your group, just uh, appreciate, uh, appreciate everybody. Uh, Tabernacle, I, can't, I cannot forget you because I want to eat this afternoon. Let's put our hands together for them. They are doing a great job. They cannot come down. The Tabernacle women, they've taken one week off to serve everybody. I appreciate you. And those of you that have taken one week off to really be in this meeting. I want to thank all of you that have come from abroad. Ah, special thank you to Reverend Mrs. Tomemewo. She actually came. Could you rise, please? Please, please, could you rise, uh, Reverend? She actually came all the way from Nigeria. To come, wave to the church, wave because I have to show you off. Wave to the church, please. Wave to the church. Let them see you. Let them see you. I didn't pay for a ticket. She came. I didn't invite her to come and preach or anything. She phoned me and said, Mom, I'm coming for the convention. I'm coming to learn. She has a church. She's supposed to be in church on Sunday. I, I appreciate it. I don't take it. Please come. Come up. Come up. I have to show you off. You know, there are some people that do good things and great things. I didn't have it in mind to show off this afternoon. I have to show off. You know, when people support you and support your ministry, genuinely from their heart, I didn't pay money for tickets. 
I didn't give her anything. She said, Mom, I want to come and learn. I've been watching on the internet, but I want to come and please bless the church. Just say something to them. Something I know I didn't tell you, but I know you are, you are a great woman of God. And uh, this is Apostle uh, uh, Tom's wife. So if you don't know. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a great privilege for me to be here since I came. I want to appreciate mom. Thank you so much for being our mom. I pray that the Lord continue to keep you in health. In the name of Jesus. And I want to appreciate that. Thank you so much, Dad, for being our dad. Uh, one thing we have learned from them, they are who they are. And like Dad said, very transparent, like what was read about women of rare destiny. Everything that I know. Because I've also learned, not only here, but back home when she comes around, I sit tight to watch everything they are doing, and it has also impacted our lives and ministry. Thank you so much. And I want to appreciate all the leaders. Thank you so much for all you are doing here. And I want to tell you that if you are planted here, stay here. Because the Bible says those that are planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish. If you are planted, I want to guarantee you that you will flourish. And you are in a place that is safe. It's not every place that is safe. But I want to assure you are safe here with your children, with your spouses. And you will continue to flourish in the name of Jesus. Once more, congratulations everyone. God bless you. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, there's something about Paul. Since I've been reading the Bible, I always follow every step. So therefore, in the book of Philippians chapter 1, I just read some few words to you from that verse 5. After praising the people, praying for the people, he started to appreciate them. And can I appreciate you all this morning? Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Those of you that have been in Women of Rajasthan from the beginning that you are still here. And those of you that have joined. And those that are still joining. I want to thank you for your partnership. Hallelujah. Because if you have not partnered with me in this ministry, I would have been the one going to the streets to do the evangelism, which I do by, by the side. I would have been, been the one ushering in the church, carrying the microphone, playing the organ that I don't know how to play. I just play like butterfly there and singing. So I really want to appreciate you. I want to appreciate those of you that carry your pregnancy to come and stand here. You know, I don't want to mention him, but I know those of them that are pregnant, that are following Pastor Debbie's uh, principles. Amen. I want to appreciate you. Say, because of your partnership in gospel from the first day until now, those of you that carry your children like Mary did with Jesus, I want to say thank you to you. You are really women in the kingdom. You are not just sitting at home with your children or sitting with your husband relaxing. You are part of, the, of what is going on here. Being confident of this, that he will begin a good work in our life, we carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. I'm so confident because of the way you are sacrificially given to this ministry, to the women of righteousness, giving yourself, giving your time, giving your, 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 your voices, giving your, 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 your feet, giving everything about you. I want to say, I'm confident 
that will complete the race in Jesus' name. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart. For whether I am in chain or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer. I'm following Paul's pattern. That from the book of Philippians chapter 1, I'm reading from verse 5. And this is my prayer, verse 9. That your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. So that you may be able to discern what is best. I may be pure and blameless unto the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Christ Jesus, to the glory and praise of God. A sounding Amen. Hallelujah. That means he sings. Amen. Taking us back to the cross and completing, completing with the high call of God upon our lives. We are in the kingdom because it's all about Jesus. The kingdom is all about Jesus. That's why we are in this kingdom. Jesus who came down from heaven. Because you might be wondering and say, why are they celebrating like this? Women in the kingdom. Why? What is making them happy this morning? Why are they in white robes or dresses or gowns or skirts and blouses and all the rest of that? Why are they in gloves like I'm in my own gloves here? Amen. Because I have to preach, I wear the, you understand what I'm saying. Why are they dressed like this? It's all about Jesus, who came down from heaven and paid the price once and for all for our soul. And that brought us, like you have heard the first day, into the kingdom. He did this by his death for us on the cross of Calvary. I want you to fix your eyes on the cross. Even after this meeting, continue to fix your eyes on the cross. Look at him from the head to his toes and the hands. And the blood and the water that we're passing through so that we can take this kingdom business seriously. It's not about yourself, it's about Jesus. He did this by his death for us on the cross of Calvary so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. That's the reason for being in the kingdom so that we will reign with him forever. Hallelujah. And John chapter 3 verse 15 confirms it. By believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth and declaring his lordship over your life, my life, that entitles us to, to have eternal life. That everyone who believes, John chapter 3, in him may have eternal life. Because you believe in Jesus, we are in the kingdom and he's taking us through to eternity. For God so loved the world. This is a very good scripture that we must not forget all the time. Being in the kingdom, you must memorize this and you must read it over and over again. Verse 16 also confirmed it. He said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. I want to underline that word eternal life in your Bible. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. He didn't come here to condemn anybody, but to save the world through him. That's why we must reflect him, because he can't come to the streets of London now to do anything. We have to reflect him. Whosoever believes in him is not condemned, but whosoever does not believe stands condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of God's uh, one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world. 
But men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. May we not love darkness in the name of Jesus. Everyone who does evil hates the light. So women in the kingdom, far away from evil, amen. And will not come into the light for fear that his deed will be exposed. But whoever loves and lives by the truth comes into the light. So that it may be, be seen plainly that, that what he has done has been done through God. So women in the kingdom, let's love light. And it shall be well with us. In the name of Jesus. Second Corinthians chapter 5, 14 to, to I won't, I'll just pick some of the things I've written there. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all. That those who live should no longer live for themselves. I want you to underline that verse 15 of that Second Corinthians chapter 15, uh, chapter 5, verse 15. Those who live, women in the kingdom, women that belong to the kingdom, men that belong to the kingdom, you must not live for yourself alone. Amen. That's why I said we should picture the cross. We should picture the cross and see that Jesus went so far. He did everything so that we can belong to this kingdom and reign with him forever. He becomes, we become the bride and he is the bridegroom that is coming to take us on one time. He said, and he died for all, even those that are still sinning in the world, he still, his death is still for them. That's why we must go and bring them. That those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. You can't live for yourself, my wife, my husband, my this, my job. My, uh, my, 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 you can no longer live for yourself. My children, eh, my work, eh, my this, I can, you can no longer live for yourself. Amen. As women in the kingdom, God, Christ died so that those who live should no longer live for themselves. You must memorize. So if you are living for yourself, I can't go to church I'm tired, you are living for yourself. But if it's work, if they ask you to come and take one agency for you, you will rush. You will rush quickly. So you can no longer live for yourself. What do we eat? The kingdom is, of God is not about that. He said the kingdom of God is not only eating and drinking. It's not only jobbing. It's not only agency work. It's not only, I don't know, you put your own, whatever you know has been taking you back. It's not for yourself. Those who live should no longer live for themselves. But for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. There are many in the kingdom that we look at them. Everything about them is worldly. Everything about them. But because Christ has died for us and we belong to the kingdom, we have confessed them. Confess with our mouth, believe in our heart. We must regard no, we must not live like the world we live. Let people not see us living worldly anymore. From the worldly point of view, though we once regard Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone, 17. The new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sin against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. You must know that this world is not your home. 
We are just passing through. After a while, we pack our load and go and leave all and leave behind all that we have been we have imparted into into their lives, and then we continue the work. Where is my mom today? Where is my dad today? We used to live together, go inside the house and come out together. I miss them. But thank God that I, I did my best when they were alive. So make the best of the opportunity that God has given to you because one day we are all going to, to pass on. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though Christ were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be seen for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Let's honor God for his death for us on the cross of Calvary. Therefore, for this reason of his death, of Christ's death and sacrifice on the cross, women in the kingdom, you must believe in him. So that we are not condemned. And make eternity at all costs. John chapter 3 verse 18. For this reason of his death and sacrifice on the cross, we must love the light, as I've read to you, and hate darkness or any evil deeds. Don't join people. Don't sit in the seat of scoffers or stand in the way of sinners. Let your delight be in the word of the Lord. Let the word of, God, of the Lord guide you. John chapter 3 verse 19. Love the light. Hate darkness. And as I said, Psalm 1 applies. Sit in the, not sit in the seat of mockers, nor stand in the way of sinners. But his, our delight will be in the law of the Lord. For this reason of his death and sacrifice on the cross, we must live by the truth. We must love and submit one to another. As one unto our own husbands, because I'm talking to women. John chapter 3, 16, Ephesians 5, 21 and 22. Therefore, for this reason of his death and sacrifice on the cross, we must live a life of righteousness. Live a life of right, righteousness, because all that is about the kingdom, righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Live a life of righteousness. A life of peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Romans 14, 17. Which is all about the kingdom. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. I want to see us sing that today. Righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The choir will help us more and more. So let's live because of Christ's death and sacrifice on the cross. Let us live a life of righteousness. Joy, peace in the Holy Ghost. Love the light. Live by the truth. Let us also be reconciled to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You must also know that women are created for specific purpose in the kingdom. Maybe you don't know. You just come to church, sit down, go, sit down, go. Even sometimes you don't come. The only job that you do is to carry food and gossip. Those people are not here. They are not here at all. We must also know as women in the kingdom that we are created for a specific... You didn't just jump from heaven. God didn't just create you into this world and you finish your work, go to work, come back, go to do some exercise or aerobics or anything, come back home, relax, roll out to your husband, uh, carry your children to picnic, go on holidays. That's not all what you are meant for. You have a specific purpose for the kingdom. You must affect the, the people in the kingdom. 
It's not only just your, your town's meeting. That's not your, what you are for. There is a specific purpose for you. Not making you a chairman or chair lady in your uh, uh, group. I'm talking to African women, yes. That's not what you are. You must come here and fulfill that specific purpose. God-given function and responsibility for women can be found in the book of Genesis chapter 2, 15 to 25. I won't be able to read it, but let me read that verse 18. The Lord said, It is not good for man to live alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. God created the woman Eve after the man Adam or Adam was created. The woman was created for a specific purpose for Adam to be Adam's suitable helper or suitable helpmate. Maybe you don't you just read it and just read that. That was the purpose for which you are created. To be a suitable helper, to do the work of ministry, suitable helper to, for your husband and everything if you are married. And if you are not married, I prophesy this time next year you have your husband in Jesus' name. With this principle in mind, we need God's help, being our helper to carry out his assignment or duties assigned to us in the kingdom. People shy away from duties assigned to them in the kingdom. Ah, I don't think Mr. B will be able to do it. Mrs. B, Mrs. S, then you are assigning what they assigned to you for other people to do. <laughs> you might be, maybe I'll say that you are a joker. In the kingdom, you cannot pass on your assignment to other people. You must take it seriously because when we get to heaven, <laughs> everybody's going to say, say, say tears will be, they wipe tears away from some people's eyes because we look at the work that God has given you to do and you didn't finish may we finish our work in Jesus name Psalm 33 but the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him you women in the kingdom you must fear God because the eyes of God will be on you if you don't fear God his eyes are there but there is little that he can do on those whose hope is in, is in his unfailing love. I'm reading Psalm 33, verses 18 and 20. Whose hope, women in the kingdom, we must hope in the unfailing love of God. Verse 20 says, we wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Let us continue to wait in hope for him. He's coming soon. Hallelujah. Therefore, as I said, we are created for a specific purpose in the kingdom. To fulfill the high calling of God in our lives. That's why you are created. Specific purpose so that you can fulfill. There is a high call of God in your life. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. There is a high call of God in your life. Are you ready to fulfill it? Ask your neighbor, then you answer. I'm ready to fulfill the high call of God upon my life. Because I'm, I have people that I'm looking up onto. I have Paul there, that, that this statement was said, but I forget about everything. Forget about anything that I bothered you till this time. Forget about people who hurt you way today. Forget about that. Focus on God so that you can fulfill God's, the high call of God. There are some women, their husbands not, will not let them fulfill it. May you not be that woman. There are some men, their wives will not let them fulfill the high call of God upon their life. May you not be that man. There are some friends, that their friends, friend made, will not let them fulfill the high call of God. Are you still, are you still going to clap? Are you still, they want to mess you up. You better focus. Hallelujah. So that you can fulfill this high call of God in your life. See, there 
there are some mothers, they will not allow their children to fulfill the call of God in their life. Mary was a very good woman. She allowed Jesus to fulfill the high call of God in his life. That he got to the time, that he got to that age of reason and he was able to stand among priests, among prophets, among people and was able to speak forth that the Spirit of God is upon me. There are some children, they cannot fulfill their call of God upon their life because their mothers are driving them away like the disciples from Jesus. May you not be that mother. May you not be that ostrich like uh, the book of Job talks about. Ostrich, you lay egg and then you use your eye to scatter the egg. Killing your children spiritually, not physically, but spiritually, you are killing them. So these children are not growing, but when they start to grow, you start to compare them with other people. May the Lord help you. Hey, what if I'm training them? Yeah, if you train them, then you don't have any guilt in you. Bring them to church, raise them in church, let them be church people. We are enjoying Apostle Williams today because the mother takes him to church. 5 a.m. they are there to pray. To clean the chairs, to do a lot of things. Nobody tell you to come 5 a.m. But the time is going to come shortly. It's going to be <laughs> a race. Want to see mothers that will bring their children to church 5 a.m. Before they go to school. Remember they go to school. I'm not surprised today. Look at, look, 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 look at the man of God. Flowing in every area. When you talk of science, is there. When you talk of articulate, is there. Art, art and everything. Those of you that your mother always cook for you. Only eating, eating, eating. The only thing that you, you get is food. Food, 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 food. That's not what I'm talking about. Eat the word. Ezekiel ate the word and he said it tasted like honey. The word, is, the word tastes like honey and is very good. We are created for a specific purpose in the kingdom. May we not... Make ourselves not to fulfill this purpose. May the grace of God be full and the favor of God be full upon our life, life so that we can fulfill this great uh, purpose of God in the kingdom. To fulfill the high call of God in our lives. Since we know that we are created for a specific purpose, to fulfill high calling of God, we must pursue righteousness. Righteousness. The quality of being morally right or just, uh, ju- uh, uh, justifiable or whatever the word there. Amen. Justi- <laughs> justifiable, yeah. <laughs> Please have my tongue. Uh-huh. Righteousness. We must pursue righteousness. Quality of being moral. You're morally right and just. We must pursue peace. That is, we establish friendly relationship with the Lord. Become reconciled. Make someone to accept Christ all the time. Because when you have peace, then you can reflect Christ. If your life is in pieces, there is no way you can talk about Christ. Because people are watching you. They want watching your character. They watch the way you speak. They watch the way you walk. They watch. In the kingdom, people watch you. They want to be like you. Your children watch you. They want to be like you. If you are the one that wears eyelashes that is almost up to your head, your children watch you, they wear the same eyelashes with you. If you are the one that, does, that, that, that dresses anyhow, your children watch you. They want to be like, if you don't read the Bible at all, ah, that makes it easy. If you're studying on only television that you know how to do, they all sit down with you and that's all what they do. Their schoolwork, they are not there. Talk of church work, they are not there. May you not be such mother in the name of Jesus. In the kingdom of God, we must pursue righteousness, peace. Justice, the quality of being fair and reasonable. Amen. You must pursue the administration of the law or authority in maintaining justice or discipline. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the kingdom, there must be no quarreling. 
in the kingdom. No quarreling. Forgive easily. People offend you, forgive them easily. Let them go. I'm not saying that you should keep on going into their body. Just forgive and move on. Forgive and move on. If they come to you, they need anything from you. Give them if you have. Don't be self-centered. That's the practice of the kingdom. Don't, 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 don't keep grudge. James chapter 4 verse 1 says, What causes fight and quarrel, quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desire that battles within you? I don't like it. I don't like it. You start to make trouble. In the kingdom, don't make trouble. Let nothing cause you to fight. In the kingdom, James chapter 4, you want something but don't get it. You kill and covet. But you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. May we not quarrel and fight in the kingdom. This is not part of the kingdom. It's part of the kingdom of the world. You do not have because you do not ask God. James chapter 4, verse 3. He said, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. That you may spend what you get on your pleasure. In the kingdom, you only ask him, miracle, miracle, miracle. If I say miracle service now, you know how to evangelize. But if I say what service? Oh, thank God for this church. We are a strong church. The man of God has really fed us and uh, we are chewing bone, not milk. So that's what I thank God for this church for. Let's keep it up. You adulterous people, we are not here. Don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred towards God? In the kingdom, you must not commit adultery, no fornication, nothing whatsoever. But Paul was telling these people because that's what, what they, they practice. But you find yourself in this type of thing, get yourself out quickly because that is not allowed in the kingdom. That friendship with the world is uh, hatred towards God. Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think scripture says uh, without, uh, do you think, or do you think scripture says without reason that the spirit he comes to live in us envy intensely. But he gives us more grace. You have had it, grace and favor. That is why the scripture said God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. There is grace, abundant grace, that is favor, as said to you. Take away every form of pride and serve God. Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. The devil comes in and out. He can come through friends. He can come through husband. He can come through wives. He can come through relations. He can come through a various people, children. The devil comes, but you must resist the devil. And he will flee. If you don't resist the devil, you are comfortable with the devil, then you continue to sin. May God drag us by force in, in, to, to himself in Jesus' name. Come near to God and he will come near to you. In the kingdom, want to be near to God. When it's time to pray, let's pray. When it's time to worship, let's worship. I was thinking of closing the meeting on Friday. Let me just report myself to you now. Since I pass it, oh yeah, you know, sometimes you have to learn from people, isn't it? And I'm ready to say it because I'm too. I want to learn. Amen. Pastor Debbie came. He said, we are going to be here at 12, 12 midnight. Oh, <laughs> I think this woman has come again. Let's close that. People can go and rest. She said, we are not closing the meeting. We are waiting till 12. So I started looking for people to pray, to lead prayer. You understand what I'm saying? Be the spirit in the kingdom. I love to, 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 to people that are working for the kingdom. People are like, ah, let's close the meeting. It's true. We have to rest. No, no, he said, we have to wait. After 12, say till 1. Ah. You know, there are some people that keep you firing on. 
We better join them. Don't. <laughs> I want to be the best for the Lord. Amen. Even though I'm preaching to you, when I say anything to pinch myself, I pinch myself. I say, I say, and I have to also call baby now. So let me call myself baby. <laughs> Uh, babe, amen. Pinch myself and say, Move on. So I want to close the meeting. Say, No, we can't. We are, must be here to 12. Put your hands together for this grace woman of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. There are people I can use as an example on this pulpit. Amen. So that you follow them as you follow Apostle Williams and myself. Amen. Because I don't, I don't, may the Lord help me so that I can be able to do all that is in my mind. Come near to God and He will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. I know such people are not here. You don't continue to sin and expect grace to abound. Wash your hands. Because I'm reading this, you sinners. And purify your hearts. You double-minded. This is all about the kingdom. We must wash our hands. Clean hands and a pure heart in the kingdom. Grieve, mourn and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourself before the Lord and He will lift you up. In the kingdom, you must humble yourself. Hallelujah. Brothers, do not slander one another. In the kingdom, don't talk at people's back. Don't kill them with your tongue. That, that, that Sam, you know, those of you that have been following me in the Sam, they're like sword. That some people's tongue like sword. Don't kill them. Brothers, do not slander one another. When you slander people, your mouth becomes that, a, a, a sword or snake. Uh, uh, that things anyone who speaks against his brother or judges him speaks against the law and judges it when you judge the law you are not keeping it but sitting in, in judgment on it there is only one lawgiver law and judge the one who is able to save and destroy but you who are you to judge your neighbor now listen you who say today or tomorrow we will go to, to this, I want you to underline that very particular scripture from verse 13. Because that is just some people in the kingdom. They plan ahead. Instead of serving God, they keep on planning. And, and they just promoted me. I'm going to, I'm calling some people now. We are going to relax somewhere. To relax. May the Lord help you. Instead of bringing the people to church, let them come and do thanksgiving with you. That's, we must thank God in the kingdom. Now listen, verse 13. You who say, today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city. Send a year there. Holiday, holiday, holiday. May the Lord help you. Send a year there. Carry on business and make money. Eh, that's some people. You are in the kingdom. All what you are thinking is not on how, what can we do? To make more soul come to the kingdom. I must, don't get me wrong. I go on holidays. Don't get me wrong. Only recently it has not been very easy because, because of the kingdom. But God is going to give me a leeway to go on my holiday. Amen. But I have time for holiday that I squeeze in and out. You know me, I hide. I just go and rest and sleep somewhere. Because the body needs it. Amen. Say so now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city. Spending holiday, holiday with my now because black people are not going on holiday, you have taken it as a, a luxury. Gee, may the Lord help you, especially you younger ones that are coming up. Because imagine yourself, you are the pastor of this church, you go on holiday. You, God, three weeks is, is too much when you are pastoring the church. May God give us the grace. Amen. We know we train people to continue, but they, how many of you will leave your home and leave your children and your wife and go for a holiday like this kind of holiday and they won't miss you at all? May the Lord help you. Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city. Spend a year there. Carry on business and make money. Why? You do not even know 
What will happen tomorrow? What is your life? You are a mist. I want you to get this correctly. You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. I've just told you before I went and started this meeting. We are just like a mist. When you see them in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning from 5 or 4.30, they come. By the time it's 8 o'clock, or it's getting to about 9 o'clock, they disappear. That is what human human beings are. We are like grass. We flourish for a while and at the time is coming, we are no more. If you think about this thing, you'll be able to take kingdom business very seriously. Why? Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Verse 15. He said, instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast and brag. All such boasting is what? Evil. Anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and does not do it in the kingdom is sin. If you are supposed to be in this conference and you are not in this conference, is sin. Go before the Lord and apologize. Tell God, forgive me. Because this conference is a conference, you know, every year we are here. I salute and thank you all that came. If you are supposed to be here from day one, day two, day three, it's not because of the message, because of your selfish interest to hear the message, but it's because of other people that will look and say, ah, if he's here, I'm going to be there. You know, you encourage people around, you can imagine, I call the conference and I'm not here. How many people will sit down here today? You won't come. So let's encourage each other. As we go on in ministry. Anyone then who knows the good he ought to do. You don't put anything in between conferences. Especially when you talk of marriage seminar. I know a lot of people will book in to come. We don't charge money here. You come to a question time. Uh-uh, you will ask that question. You know. But what about coming to church? Coming to encourage other people. You know some of you when you hold that microphone you are singing there. You think people are not looking at you. They are looking at you. If they don't see you there they say. Ah, where is the king Zach? Where is uh, uh, I want to remember your name now. Where is Amadou? Where is what's your name, my dear? Eh? Uh, where is uh, Brad Ben? Ah, he's not here. Where is Brad Singova? He's not here. Amen. And they begin to mention your name. You know, when you are not there, may put your name there. Ah, he's not there. Ah, ah. Where is the Giyade? The people miss you when you are not there. Can I just tell them they miss you? Don't just think that they don't miss you. Ah, that man can play. You know, especially when you come and he's back, you know, ah, you know, I really like, ah. Yeah, they don't know how to call you. I begin to put your numbers there now. Where's your own name? Tell me. Uh, Prince, where is Prince? Ah, he's not there today. People are looking at you. Where is Junior? Where's your name? I don't want to call that Junior again. Eh? Where is that? You see that powerful name? That is Brad Wisdom. Why is he not there today? You know, uh, I salute my footballer. Uh, where is Michelle? What about you? I have asked of you when I didn't see you. You were such a Afro one with the bow tie. What's your name? Tell me. Uh, that's why I was looking at your mom today. Eh? Where is that Joseph? What a powerful name. Then they ask you, what, what your name, my, my dear? Yo, you, please tell me your name. Eh? Sorry, Vaughn. Eh? Sorry, okay. Anyway, just forgive me. I'll practice it when I leave this altar. And what, what about my president? What's your... Eh? Oh, where's my lady? Ah, 
hey, the drum is not sounding today. We are batting me. Wow. You understand what I'm saying? People miss you. So make sure, especially when we have events in the church. Ah, they said, Michelle, ah, that footballer, that, that girl that scored the goal. Ah, it's the one, when, I, when I saw you on that piano the other day, I was just praying for you. Uh, Sister Michelle, I have to confess now. Thank you so much. You know, when you see people from one piano, me, I can't even, my son has brought piano to the iPad, but I have not been able to forgive me. Piano to guitar to drum. Ah, ah, what a, what a great skill. We have to use it to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. People miss you. People miss you. In the, you can imagine Pastor Debbie is not in the, uh, what is that, uh, uh, Bible study. Uh-uh. She has to contribute. I miss them when they don't come. Imagine the, the is on, uh, Pastor Diola, sorry, forgive me. You have to, have to kill goat and cow for that. Pastor Diola, <laughs> Pastor Diola is not there. Ah, You understand what I'm saying? You have to be there. And I'm looking at you because I know those of you that are customers. Then I'm looking at uh, uh, Eric's mom, Sister Tina. Ah, I, did, I, I have to text. I didn't see this person. I didn't see Derek today. You understand? Let people do, you are not any others. Time permits me, I'll be able to read that Luke 8. When they mention some people's names that have been a blessing, they say, and many others. You are not many others. When they don't mention them. Where is uh, 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 my pastor, uh, Mrs. Oyedipo? Where is that one? The one that is making their husband to walk miles for diabetes. Hallelujah. Amen. I miss you when I don't see you on that stage. Looking and looking. May the Lord bless you. Keep the, keep the ball rolling. Amen. And where is my sister? Uh, Tamara, my, my, my dickness, Tamara, uh, uh, I miss you too. The day I didn't see you. And that's my boy, Uyi. Uyi, sir. I miss them. Somebody said that boy is too small. I said, leave him. One day he will grow. Amen. Leave him there. Let the mother push him there. I want to hear my children. And those of you that are contributing. And some of you, when I don't see you regularly, I phone your parents. Because I want to see your faces. Because God is happy. The way I'm looking, the same way God is looking. Amen. So, every one of us has a call in our lives. Noah had a call, Abraham, Moses, Rahab, Ruth, Esther, Samaritan woman, etc., etc., etc. But that's not what I'm, I'm, I'm hanging on today. God's high call to reign with him forever in eternity. That's what I'm concluding with, with Jesus' assignment as well. God calls people of all ages into his service. That's what I've just demonstrated to you. Even babies in the womb, God called them. So those of you that are carrying pregnancy, begin to commit them to God. Even if God shows you vision, doesn't just show you vision. This one knows that I'm carrying. <laughs> your instrument, your work, God's workmanship to do great work. Amen. Begin to confess it. Even babies in the womb have a call to fulfill God's divine appointment and mandate upon their life. Therefore, you must talk to your children in the womb. Right from the womb and begin to... Uh, to, 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 to encourage them. Let us uh, say the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and approved by men. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. I'm not talking about natural food here. I'm talking about the greed that you have for your work. The greed that you have to go and visit friends instead of coming to church. The greed that you have to stay at home instead of coming to church. The greed. All food is clean. 
Your desire, they are clean. But it is wrong for a man to eat anything. They tell you, ah, you can't go to church. Eh? My husband said, I can't go to church. And you see that too. It's your fault. That causes someone else to stumble. People are watching. They are waiting to see you in church. My wife said, I can't come. My children have to take them to sport. I'm not saying that I should have, But dedicate this one week. The Lord will guide us and be able to help us to think wisely. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or to do anything else than will, that will cause you to, 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 to fall. Everyone has an assignment in the kingdom. May God grant us more grace to fulfill his assignment. Simon of Serene. Or Cyrene, who fulfilled his assignment by carrying Jesus' cross. Joseph of Arimathea fulfilled his assignment by, carrying, by giving Jesus a befitting barrier. We are mentioning names now. In the kingdom, we are all called to carry Jesus' cross. How do you go about this in your own way? Are you carrying the cross by singing in the choir? Or you are sitting in the auditorium? Are you carrying the cross by act, being active in the church? I just mentioned these few people. Fulfill the assignment by carrying the cross. When the pain, Jesus is in pain. Looking at other people suffering in the world. You are in the kingdom. Not to just sit down at home, wake up, go to work and come back. You are in the kingdom to carry this cross with Jesus. Jesus is crying. Why seated? He said, you are seated with me in the heavenly places. Far above principalities. That you belong to the kingdom. Why are you not winning more souls to the kingdom? Remember he who wins souls is wise. Jesus of Arimathea fulfilled. Uh, Joseph of Arimathea fulfilled his assignment by giving Jesus a befitting barrier. Instead of us still helping Jesus, we are nailing him more to the cross. May you not be that one that will do that. Judas Iscariot has an assignment. And he carried out his assignment poorly. May that not be us in the name of Jesus. In the kingdom we are all called to carry Jesus' cross. How do you go about this in your own time? Are we forced to carry the cross? Am I forcing you with my message this morning to carry this cross? Or do we do that from our own volition or will? Are you carrying the cross gently or is just because I'm talking? What is she talking about? I'm talking Jesus. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 8 talks about women that carry the cross. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. We are in the kingdom. We must proclaim the good news of the kingdom. The twelve were with him. And also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. God has done so much in our lives. So how are you carrying the cross? Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Joanna, the wife of Cusa. You can see all this group in this church. The manager of Herod's household. Someone that manages, you can imagine. Me, I'm that one that manages the apostle wardrobe. You don't know how busy I am. The man of God is only thinking of you. I'm carrying, taking care of his wardrobe. He's only pushing, pushing. He doesn't think of his socks. He doesn't think of anything. I carry, I'm the one that looks after the wardrobe. You can imagine. I'm a Joanna in, in, in my own capacity. Thank you for clapping for me. Because I said that. I tried to clap. Because I'm making the work easy. The man of God will call. So if you call in the midnight. So if you call very early in the morning. still sleeping. He will carry it like that. Because I'm going to make everything ready for him. It's just to wake up, just, you understand know what I'm saying? The day I took my class, I said, I don't bother to iron, please, I beg you. 
Don't let me sin against God. Some of you, they wear your clothes, they carry your children for you, they do everything for you. And yet you want to come to church. Ah, may the Lord forgive you. Apostle Paul, when we conclude this matter, in that book of Second Timothy chapter 4, 7 to 8, he says, I have fought a good fight. How is your own testimony going to be? I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Can you say the same? There was someone that by his own volition was uh, leaving the church. When they asked, come and talk to the church. Those do I can say, I just laugh. Because people just quote scripture. They think, they say, talk to the church because it's, your, it's the church that we have assigned you to lead. Talk to them, greet them. Although they are not happy, but greet them. Why did not pick the microphone? I have fought the, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Pastor Josiah, you were there. <laughs> we went to send the person off. Maybe you forgot it. I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now he's laid up for me the crown of righteousness. Ooh, people that have fought good fight, they don't leave church. They don't leave church to go and start their own. No, don't fight good fight like that. We want to continue. So my parameter has people that you are thinking of because of selfish ambition, wanting to leave your base, and saying that you don't fight good fight like that. Nobody's driving you, it's you that came that said you want to go, and then you pick my phone and say you have fought. Which good fight have you fought? You have fought rebellion. So I was listening, I just said, Oh, may God give this man understanding. So I prayed for him because he's a dear one that I love. He said, I kept the faith. You didn't keep no faith because the church that was given to you, you left them like sheep without shepherd. Now he's laid up for me the crown of, the crown of righteousness. <laughs> May the Lord help us. Crown of, uh, thank God Jesus has carried that crown of tongues. There are certain things you need to note about, about your divine assignment. They include the fact that you must fulfill your assignment. Now Paul here was saying, not that I've already obtained all. Humble yourself in the presence of the Lord. You must know in the kingdom you have to humble yourself. Paul was talking to the people. He said, not that I have already obtained all this, or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus take hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do for getting what is behind and straining forward what is ahead. Can I say to you women in the kingdom, forget about your past. You have not get, get, got, gotten there yet. You have not obtained it yet. Begin to humble yourself and see that you need more effort to be pushed higher. More effort, push yourself higher. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind. All the things that you have, how you have sang in the choir, how you have ushered, how you have, there are more grace that is coming upon you. All the things that you have done in the past, forget about them because there are new things. Because the grace and favor has rested upon you. He said, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining forward towards what is ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me 
heavenward in Christ. Hallelujah. The high call of God upon your life. I love King James the way he put it. To fulfill God's high call. Hallelujah. You must continue to press in the kingdom. Doing the work of the kingdom. No excuse or no excuses. Continue to do the right thing in the kingdom. Be when there is fellowship to fellowship. Be when there is no fellowship. Pray at home. Join the prayer line. Continue to act action in the kingdom. That's what we are talking about. And when you are even on the prayer line, carry your baby on your, in your hands. And begin to prophesy. As a man of God is praying, God will make your leave the tongue, the, the, the pen of the ready writer. You will seek the word of God. Even as the man of God is preaching, you will preach like this. You will pray like this. The grace of God is upon your life. Don't just carry your baby somewhere sleeping, sleeping. That's one noise. No, that's not what I'm talking about. When you have to play those toys to your children, you play them well. But when it comes to the man of God ministering on the pulpit, the man of God, we are preaching like this or in the church. You only give them, concentrate them on toy. May God forgive you. When I was taking my own children, I, don't, I have people that support me because I play with everybody. So I have people around me that support me to help me with my children. Some of you just carry your children. You are not supposed to carry your children. You are supposed to sit down with them for a while. And then you go doing God's business in the church. Go back to your children. That is how I raise my children. You don't hold them tight to yourself. You go on maternity leave. You don't come back on time. What kind of maternity leave is that? May the Lord help you. And you, <laughs> you ask people, those of us that study, God has engraced a lot of you. You have good job. You have everything. You don't work. You don't eat. Our children are still young. Maybe three months old. Then we send them to nanny. We send them at three months old to nanny. You, you, it doesn't happen to you like that. Does it? It didn't happen to you. Three months old. That my daughter did not recognize me anymore. When it, because it was, she was spoiled. But that is not your own portion. So why are you tying your baby to yourself? That you cannot release yourself and your baby. You tie, 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 so tie. They have to tie to you, but bring them to church. When the man of God is ministering, carry them. Make sure that they are concentrating. You know, that is how they are gaining power. And that's how they can fulfill the high call of God upon their life. Babies have a role to play in fulfilling the high call of God upon their life. Don't be too selfish. Don't drive your children away from Jesus like the disciples were doing in the book of John 13. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me. Heaven bound in Christ Jesus. All of us who are matured should take such a, such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that to, uh, to God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join with others in following my example. Don't join others to following bad example. Brothers, sisters, and take note of those who live according to the pattern we gave you. Follow those people that live that has good example. For as I have often told you before, and now say again, even with tears. Wow. There are many men of God that are crying with tears because of some of us in the church. People are crying with tears because of the way you are acting. We can't even come to you anymore, but we cry. Many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. May you not live like enemies of the cross. That's why I read the cross to you from the beginning. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach. And their glory is in their shame. Their mind is on earthly things. May you not be that. But our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a savior from there. The Lord Jesus Christ. Let's be focused as women in the kingdom. Focus on him, the author and the finisher of our faith. 
who by the power that enables him to bring everything under, the, under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Hallelujah. For we must all appear before the judgment seat. Why are you in the kingdom? One day is coming. And it's going to judge you by the way you acted in the kingdom. We are all going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. When we all appear before the judgment throne of God, we all give account of how we performed in the area of our calling. Note that we are all going to give account on how we perform in the area of our calling to God. And our work will be tested. When we appear, everybody is going to carry their work with them. If you have been lazy in the church, you carry your work as a lazy person. If you are the one that has been drawing back in the church, you will carry your work. For we are all, we are God's, 1 Corinthians 3, 9 to 12. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. God's building. By the grace God has given me, I lay a foundation as, a, as an expert builder. And someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful on how he builds. Hallelujah. Paul is talking here. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid. Which is Christ Jesus. If anyone builds on the foundation using gold. What also be sensitive to this? Or anyone build using silver, costly stones, wood, hay or straw. His work will be shown for what it is. Because the day will, will, will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire. And the fire will tell the quality of each man's work. If you have been working and you are just working to please man. If you have been working, you are just working to please friends. If you have been working, you are working to please your leaders. But you are not genuine in your heart. Your work will be tested. If you have been working to show off to people that you are the best. Your work will be tested in the end. If what he has built survives, he will receive his reward. May we re- receive great reward. It, if it's burnt up, he will suffer loss. He himself will be saved, but only as one escaping through the flame. You are supposed to be in church, you sit down at home. Your work will be tested. Your work will be tested. You are supposed to be among the ushers, you sit down at home. You are not ushering anything, but you want to get benefit from the church. Your work will be tested. Your work will be tested. You are supposed to be among the intercessors. You are not giving up for intercessors. People are praying for you. They are praying for the church. Your work will be tested when you get to heaven. Don't you know that you yourself are God's temple and that God's spirit lives in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is sacred. And you are that temple. Amen. We must make sure that we carry our body to church. We must worship. Not when worship is going on, we are cooking. When worship is going on, we are washing plates. Amen. Let me report myself to you. That was a day. And as the, 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 the prayer I go and say, hey, everybody will go and sleep now. I'm going, to be, I'm going to be the only one left in this kitchen. Thank God for the man of God that God plays over me. Thank God your mom to be here. I say, hey. Let me finish here. Let me report my life. So pray that God forgive me. I know He has forgiven me already. Amen. So some of you that might be like that, take hold. When the prayer is going on, that's time. I'm, when they finish, my husband is going to eat. I'm thinking of my husband, not my husband, or my husband. May God help me. Anyway, 
Don't you know? Don't you know that you yourself are God's temple, and that God's spirit lives in you? If God's spirit lives in you, should move you to do great and mighty things. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is sacred, and you are that temple. Do not deceive yourself. If any one of you think he is wise by the standard of this age, he should become a fool, so that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. As it it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows that the thoughts of the wise are uh, futile. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or, or, or the world or life or death or the present or the future, all are yours. And you are of Christ and Christ is of God. Therefore, you have been talking about this assignment, assignment. What is an assignment? Before I conclude with Jesus' assignment tonight. An assignment is a mission or position to which a person is assigned. A mission. We can send you out to go and fulfill an assignment. To which a person is assigned. You are fulfilling an assignment when you are singing in the choir, playing on the stream. You are fulfilling an assignment. When you are working in, in the kingdom, you are fulfilling an assignment. A lot of you don't see it as an assignment. You only take your worldly work or what you do for daily living to be an assignment. How many of you will be a director of the office? I was I don't want to mention it because you won't want me to mention. I was looking at somebody came to church on one of these uh, conventions. They said to, to her, you don't need to come. Because she was sleeping off and was reading this book, 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 big book. Maybe over 120 something pages. Because she has to attend a meeting the following day and say, Ah, you are a director. Me, I'm not the director. I'm a director in a little way here. I can only escape. Ah, I said, But you don't need to come. You love. I said, No, I can't. I have to be here. I was so blessed by it. You know? It's an assignment. He knows that this assignment, the following day, he has to attend this meeting as a director. And he must not, he must, eyes must not be closed. Very early in the morning. I said, You should have told me. I would have released you on time. Maybe when we finish at about 9 o'clock, you'll be going. Because I, I'm very considerate, I tell you the truth. We, we each have a position in the body of Christ and a distinct mission to fulfill. And God has perfectly equipped us to succeed in His or our assignment. Paul, uh, uh, let me not go there because I want to quickly round up. Amen. Amen. Are we manifesting in the area of our calling to fulfill? God's assignment in our lives. I leave you with this question before I go to, to, to conclude with Jesus' assignment. Jesus did and end up at the cross. Jesus fulfilled his assignment, but he ended up in the cross. Look at the way it was called. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He was just pointed out. And from that time, was led by the Spirit of God. As a lot of us when we confessed and we asked Jesus to come into our life, God set us up to start the, 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 the walk. And we began. The same way Jesus started. But he ended up at the cross. But we are going to end up in eternity. Hallelujah. What a good news. For me and you to inherit the kingdom. Jesus died on the cross. Jesus came to the earth to fulfill his assignment. What was this assignment? You have been talking about assignment, assignment. That's why I read it to you. A mission that we ought to fulfill. What was Jesus' assignment? As I conclude. Jesus' assignment was to save his people. That is us from their sins. Why do you still keep on sinning? 
when Jesus died on the cross for you and me in the kingdom. This he did by sacrificing his life for us, by his death and resurrection. Hallelujah. His great purpose was to restore sinners to God, that they may have eternal life and reign with him forever. I will reign with him forever. For this purpose, the kingdom of heaven was the main theme of Jesus' preaching. If you are in the kingdom and Jesus, the mighty God, lives in you, we must follow Jesus' purpose of being in the kingdom. He is the mighty one that moves us. Said unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Said the government will be upon his shoulder. He shall be called the mighty God, everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He now said, on the increase of his government, he said, I love that scripture so much that I have to recite it all the time. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. I'm under Jesus' government and I want to take shape of everything under this government. Every time Jesus goes out to reveal the kingdom, he always pronounces it, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Because of time, I won't be able to take you through all those scriptures. What is the main theme of Jesus' preaching? Matthew chapter 4.23 In the book of Matthew, Matthew 4.23 Jesus went over Galilee Where is your Galilee? Begin to, to, to search it now Teaching in their synagogues We were there in Jerusalem Jesus fulfilled an assignment He was preaching, he was teaching in their synagogues Preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing people from every kind of disease and sicknesses. Are we not afraid when they say somebody is sick? It's not that my faith has increased. I have to tell you the truth. Because I began to see, why is it that the God is answering the man of God? When I'm praying, this is nothing happening. Then I say, increase your faith. When I start to hear those messages again, I'm increasing my Because to, to pray for the sick, you are afraid. Or you, 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 you don't, don't even get near it to go and say you are praying for the sick when you don't have faith. You know, you must have faith to do that. So he said, teaching in their synagogue, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing people from every kind of disease and sicknesses. Jesus fulfilled his assignment. So we have to fulfill the same assignment because Jesus, the mighty God, is the one living in us. It is time for us to reflect Jesus in our city in order to fulfill our God's given assignment. I read it to you one of the days, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 21. If yours is hospitality, take hold of it. Hallelujah. Whatever your assignment is, Romans chapter 12, he said it. Begin to demonstrate it. Since you have been transformed by renewing of our minds and we are in the kingdom, we must do the work of the kingdom, reflecting Jesus in our homes, reflecting Jesus at our places of work. I don't tell you to carry a microphone and be going to talk. Or when you are supposed to be working, you are preaching Jesus. Ah, they said we should preach. No. Look for style. Discuss matters, and God will grant you grace to fulfill your assignment in, any, in the area that God has called you. In the sermon of the, or, or, or sermon of Jesus' sermon on the mount, Matthew chapter five, one to ten. Those of you that went to Jerusalem, you see the way we are walking, and they, are, they, 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 they write them on the stone there. They are taking pictures and everything. How are you fulfilling that assignment? The people that God inspired. That wrote those things on the stone so that when you go there, it's very, it's very real. You see that this actually happened in this place. It's a grace and a wisdom 
that they wrote those things on the stone. In the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, 1 to 10, Jesus described the type of people who will inhabit the kingdom of heaven. You are in the kingdom. You should thank God. So Jesus in that Matthew chapter 5 begins to talk about the type of people. And I pray that this grace will come upon us. This favor will come upon us. And we'll be part of these people. Because I mentioned in, the, in, in that sermon on the mount, as he fulfills his assignment, describe the type of people that will inhabit the kingdom of heaven. Mention the meek. These are the humble. These are the obedient. These are those that are submissive to the will of God or God's will. Are you, are you a meek person? Are you humble? Are you obedient or disobedient? And those that are submissive to the will of God or God's will. Jesus was meek and humble. Matthew eleven twenty nine. The Sermon on the Mount, as Jesus was fulfilling his assignment, he spoke to people that are merciful. These are those that have compassion and show love among their fellow brethren. Are you a wicked person? He said, the wicked he will destroy. Do you show love? Then you become that merciful person. Leviticus 19 verse 18 talks about the merciful. Jesus mentioned also the peacemaker. People that don't keep on causing trouble among brethren in the kingdom. Jesus fulfilled his assignment and was picking various types of people as he ministered the word of God on that mount on that very day. Mention the peacemaker. They have, these are those who have a heart that is guarded by God's peace. Philippians chapter 4 verse 7. Then he said the pure in heart. Are you pure in heart? Or you are ugly in heart? Or your heart is full of poison? The pure in heart means to be full of grace, humility and love. He advised that we should seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Matthew 6.33 And all this will be, uh, should be our principal goal in, goals in life. Therefore I tell you the truth. Jesus is always telling the truth. Do not worry about your life. In the kingdom, let's take away every form of worry. You don't have a job, I prophesy your job in the name of Jesus. Say, do not worry about life. Your life is unstable, don't worry. I can advise you, but sometimes I go through mine too. But it takes some people to really encourage me. So I encourage myself in the Lord. Say, therefore, as I round up this morning, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about what you will eat or drink. He didn't say that, sit down at home and don't work at all. That's not what I'm talking about. But don't worry means be patient. You are trusting God for promotion. You are working already. Things will happen again. In that name, don't worry. In the kingdom, we don't worry. We don't worry about what we eat, what your wife will eat. I can't pay my bill. Actually, in this season, I pray for everybody. I don't know how we are making it. The other time, we went to buy fuel, and my husband was saying that we have to manage this fuel. We have to ask. If we have to manage, what are some people in church? Let's pray for them. God will give them money to to to, to get their own fuel in their car. It's not easy. Some people have take, taken up to walking and uh, walk some miles before they carry their car or something like that. The Lord will make provision for you. 
in the name of Jesus. But Jesus said, therefore I tell you, don't worry about life. Some of us are worried about life because of the situation that we, are, we find ourselves. Some of us are worried. The other day somebody uh, uh, went to a lady in the church and the lady said no. He ran away from the church. No, don't worry. Your own wife will come. Amen. Don't worry. Some of you are trusting God for husband. I said, don't worry. Your own husband will come. In the name of Jesus. The Lord will give you the best man. In Jesus' name. Ah, mom, we are saying, don't worry. I went, no, 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 no. I said, don't worry. Amen. Some of you are trusting God for the fruit of the wound. I said, don't worry. Amen. Your children will come. Heaven is opened. In the name, some of you are trusting God for your business to have a breakthrough. Don't worry. Amen. All about the kingdom. Don't worry. Leave everything in the hands of God. And he will do it again. He said, therefore I tell you the truth. Don't worry about life. Women in the kingdom, don't worry about what you will eat or drink. Or about your body. Are you sick? Don't worry. Don't worry. The other time I had the news from the doctor. I'm not worried. Amen. I just put more grease to my elbow and I said, do more exercise. Lose weight. Amen. And I will get there in Jesus' name. Don't worry. Because I'm encouraging myself as I minister to you. Don't worry about your body. What you will wear. Or maybe it's pro- that they pronounce something to you. Don't worry. Is not life more important than food? And the body more important than clothes? Amen. A lot of you are here. I tell you, I don't need to think of what I'm going to wear in the wardrobe. It's not because the church is given to me. But because I, 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 I look after the king's wardrobe. Somebody just took it upon himself and said, no, you will never lack clothes. Amen. And today you all know. Amen. Don't worry. And I don't worry. But things work together for good. If you work for me, it will work for you. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap. I think these words are encouraging some people right now as I'm talking. In this time of farming. And things are going to and fro in a nation. Some people cannot eat. Some people cannot heat themselves. Heater, you cannot. The other day we got to the house, the house was so cold. I also have to go and talk something. Thank God that it's not me. I wouldn't know how to do it. Talk something on the... I don't know what they call that thing. Anyway, then the house is cold again. Before I can come and bath and do what I want to do. Don't worry. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or sow away in bands. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. God give them, make provision for them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? Talking to women in the kingdom, don't worry. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Don't worry about what we eat or drink. About your, or about your body or what we wear. It's not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. This is why Jesus was fulfilling his, uh, his assignment. Ministering to people that are worrying in their spirit, soul, and body. Paragrangers, all people are here. I tap into Jesus' anointing this morning. I say, don't worry. God will make provision in the name of Jesus. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, 
which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? May God increase our faith. So do not worry, saying, what shall I eat or what shall I drink? I think God is saying to you this morning that there is abundance in the kingdom. Or what shall I wear? For the pagan run after these things, and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry. Look at how many times that word worry. Think God is speaking to us as we end this conference. Don't worry. Don't worry. Things have made you to, to worry. Don't worry. Therefore, do not worry. Because worrying sometimes it makes you not to do what you want to do. I don't have money for a petrol. It's part of worry. I don't have money for this. Will you carry me? God will make provision for you if you are serious about it. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of his own. Let's have our head bowed and our eyes closed as I call on the man of God, Apostle, to end it up with us. Keep on praying. Keep on thanking God. For, the de- for his death for you on the cross of Calvary. Lift up your voice and thank him for paying the price once and for all. For the privileges that you have in the kingdom. For the grace and the favor of God that rests upon you. Keep on thanking him. Lift up your voice and begin to thank him. Thank him for everything, for making provision for you. Even in this time of need. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. Carry a stand on your Don't worry, don't worry. Lord, help me, Lord Jesus. Take away everything that will cause me to worry, oh God. Thank you for blessing me for this. We begin to thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank him. Begin to look at the cross. See his hands. See his head. See his feet. Begin to see how he was pierced because of you to be in this kingdom. And he has also given you that opportunity and that grace to be seated with him in the heavenly places. Father above principality. Father above power. Father above every, anything that you must want to think of. Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for ending this conference successfully. Thank you for your mighty hands upon my women. Thank you from this time. Lord Jesus, we will all be accountable to you. We will all answer this call. We will all fulfill our assignment in various ways. We will not come to church and sit down anymore. We will fulfill our assignment by taking our position. No child, no children will take us from the work that you have assigned for us to do in the church. Lord, we glorify your holy name. Thank you, everlasting Father. Thank you for taking away every form of worry. All those things that causes us to worry, thank you for taking them away in the name of Jesus. Once again, Lord, we say thank you. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for making us to laugh again. Thank you for shining forth in our life. Thank you for helping us, O oh God, to reflect you like never before. Thank you for your spirit that has come upon us to charge us this morning. Lord, we thank you for taking us to the next level of our lives in the name of Jesus. Our lives will not remain the same. Thank you for shining forth your light, even in the life of everyone, in the life of our husbands, in the life of our children, in the life of our friends. Father, in our own life that we will reflect you like never before. Once again we say thank you. May your name be glorified. In Jesus mighty name we worship. Amen. We cannot but thank our mom, Reverend Omar Williams. Who has come, she by the way, is the president of the Women of Royal Destiny. She is the assistant general overseer of Christ Faith Tabernacle. I heard it during the week. Pastor Debbie said, she is the only, she is the one and only and forever only bride of Apostle A.T.B. Williams. 
I cannot say the sagacity and, you know, all the things that fill the lacuna. is sweetest in the mouth of the owner. But you have heard it here today. If for her ingenuity. If for she did not sit down, for her ingenuity, sir, I will let you speak it, sir. Impeccable. Impeccable. What else, sir? Admirable. Admirable. She said ground rice. I thought he had stopped eating ground rice. I thought you have only been giving him salad and lobster these days, sir. Anyway, I want to thank you for our mom. For her to come here and minister, she has been sitting and waiting and downloading from heaven. And you know, every time she stands to minister, it takes a lot out of you physically. But she has continued day in, day out. And not just here at this uh, international convention. Throughout the course of this year, she has been visiting the branches, ministering on this same subject, women in the kingdom. From Ireland to Birmingham to Nigeria, wherever she's gone, she's ministered on it. And she delivered something different every time that she speaks about women in the kingdom if not for the fact that she's sitting down and listening and waiting and praying and downloading she will not be able to give us what she has dished out i just want us to appreciate her mom who has come to minister to us we can do all the background work but if she didn't do that we will not receive thank you very much ma we cannot thank you enough we cannot appreciate you enough Thank you so much. The Lord bless you. The Lord continue to increase you. The Lord continue to pour out upon you his anointing from heaven. The purpose for which he established you will indeed be fulfilled. As it has been prophesied so many times that you'll be speaking at the UN. You'll be speaking at international conventions where people of the world will not assume or expect that they are going to hear the word of God. But you will step into those places and you will speak the word of God and lives will be transformed. People will be brought even to, towards the saving grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You will fulfill your mandate in Jesus' anointed name. Amen. Can I really end it without saying thank you to Papa na Papa? If Papa na Papa is not behind Mama na Mama, we will not all be here. They are the ones who gathered us together. And on that note, of saying a very big thank you to our Father in the Lord, Apostle A.T.B. Williams. You know, every time when she's ministering, she tells us that if my husband did not give me permission to come and speak, I will not come and speak. So we want to thank Papa na Papa, our father in the house, for giving her permission to come and speak and share with us and ensure that our lives are transformed. The Lord bless you all as I invite our father to come and close the meeting. Thank you so much, everyone, and God bless Amen. <laughs> Thank, shall we put our hands together for Pastor Fumi too? I tell you, mommy was talking about somebody who had a boy, you know, uh, official meeting on Saturday, and she was here till till 2 a.m. And then I think we left, you know, probably after 2 a.m. And in the morning, she has to go and, you know, chair a meeting in her office. And she had something to read about 120 pages. And she did it. You know, yesterday when she called late, uh, she was just knocked off. I just said to her, just sleep. And God gave us a sleep. The same thing when you say you're a pastor's wife. I want to say this, that this week, you can tell, nobody opens the Bible and speaks sense 
if he has not waited before the Lord. Mommy was still awake till 3.30 today. She has to say to me, wake me up and say that I can't sleep. And so I prayed with her to sleep. Then she slept. I couldn't sleep. So we transferred the sleep. You know, now she can go and rest. To serve God on earth is to serve with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Because this, this life we are living will soon pass away. And we will soon enter to a life that has no end. And what you do and the heart with which you did it when you are on earth is what we count beyond. I want to encourage every wife, pastor's wives to follow suit. I want to encourage every woman of right destiny to follow suit. And I want to encourage everyone to follow suit. We have a great reward waiting for us. And we have a God who rewards every minute we spend. You know, some people may be saying that, uh, ah, in your church you have so many meetings. I can tell you, nobody died here during COVID. Those meetings are the things that paid for it. Because in those meetings, God told us COVID is coming. He told us the week COVID, will, uh, the month COVID will begin. And He told us it will protect us. And we pray throughout to stand before the Lord, pays for those who do so. So every minute you spend before God, always know this, is never in vain. There was also a sister who came who had moved to uh, up north, and she came with her daughter all the way from, from uh, that sister, Hannah Williams. Where are you? Sister Hannah? Is Sister Hannah? Oh, wow. Which, which city do you come from again? Cheshire, put your hands together for Sister Anna. She is a very committed member of CFT. And she moved to Cheshire, but at such a time as this, she has to come home. We appreciate your coming. And I think Pastor Fumi omitted my department. Let's put our hands together for the multimedia and the media department. The presentation, the live recording, streaming, the audio. These guys worked every day. And all of them have, most of them really, apart from the students among them, have their work. From work, they come in every day. And that is so impressive. And last, the last but not the least. What about the protocol? Put your hands together for the protocol. They did an incredible job. And the ushers as well. Put your hands together for the ushers. And also the VOH choir. Put your hands together for the VOH choir. Amen. God made it possible through all these operations and offerings, all these people who sacrificially dedicated their time for this meeting. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. The name of the God of Jacob protects you. May God send help for you unto you from his sanctuary in this week. And grant you support from his Zion. Angels of God will work on your behalf. They shall be made available to you by the Father. May God remember all your sacrifices even today and accept all your burnt offerings. May God give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. As you are running to the end of this year, this word has spoken will happen to you every day. 
Your mouth shall be filled with laughter. Success will pursue you and overtake you. And we will all shout for joy when we are victorious and will lift up the name of our God. Now, may the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, may he send you help from above and make you succeed in all your plans and in all the desires of your heart. And may the God of Bethel, who appeared unto Abraham at Bethel and Jacob, may he open your eyes to see deep things. The plans of God for next year concerning your life will be revealed unto you. You will not enter 2023 miserable. You will not enter 2023 confused. The one before whom I stand, who is the faithful one unto all those who seek him, he will visit you. He will give you knowledge of his perfect will for you as you enter the new year. So shall it be unto you. In Jesus' holy name we are praying.